son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Everyone Talks to Liz. Oh, do I have a phenomenal one for you today. Of course, you know, we talk a lot about starting businesses and how to dive into that. But today, I've got the story of building a brand out of thin air, thin social media air. Look, that's happening actually on a daily basis these days. A lot of people are launching businesses by, you know, posting personality or talent-driven videos on TikTok. But this is the story of a family of four in Connecticut, down-to-earth regular folks. In 2019... Daughter Charlie, okay, some of you already know where this is going, hopped on TikTok, and at age 15, she started posting these little dances she had choreographed. Literally just a month later, the whole world turned upside down. Millions of people began following her. Her sister joined in, and now together with their parents, they have 400 million followers and are building a multi-million dollar brand around all things D'Amelio. Yep, we are talking about TikTok queen Charlie D'Amelio, Sister Dixie, and their parents. But of course, behind every successful kid is a supporting cast. Here to talk about how they've bloomed from the D'Amelios in Connecticut to the first family of TikTok are parents Mark and Heidi D'Amelio. Welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz, you guys. Thanks for having us. Oh, oh my gosh. Charlie D'Amelio. My daughter's like, Charlie D'Amelio's at the Grove right now in Los Angeles. We happen to be on vacation. Mom, can I run over there? And I was like, I I, I don't have a car right now, honey. We're on vacation. <laughs> Who? But of course, then I find out everything. And here you are. Life is strange, isn't it, Mark? It is. Definitely is. Tell me about the early days of when Charlie and then, of course, your other daughter, Dixie, were playing on this platform. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened. We we were monitoring monitoring it. We were. I was into social media. I've been in the clothing business. I think I've always been an early adopter, and so it wasn't. We weren't the parents that are like, I don't understand it. We got it, but then we saw as as Charlie started to become popular, we saw Vine um, come and go. Right. So I was kind of like, is this anything? And I remember her gaining following and then going viral and then being noticed in public and and it just these little um these little steps that kind of happened and then and then I was started asking friends like is this a you know at what point is this a business and I was told there are fo- there are creators influencers that have 10,000 followers that have a loyal following and they can sell products and do all those things and then there's others with millions of followers that just don't move the needle. So we were we we just kind of sat back and and never expected it to to escalate the where it has. So Heidi Barkas just said, "Oh, and then people started noticing us and then we get recognized." No, no, no. Go back to that first moment where total strangers knew exactly who your daughters were and when you thought, "Oh my goodness, we're just a family from Connecticut. This is really happening." 
Yeah, uh, we were at a pizza place up in New Haven, Connecticut, and uh, we were sitting by the window and this girl walked by and she just puts her hands over her mouth in, in shock. And so we all turn around seeing who's behind us that she's looking at, like, because there's nobody. And so we're like, is she looking at you? And Charlie's like, no way. <laughs> and we weren't even in our hometown. And I feel like it went from that to them getting recognized everywhere. It just went so fast. I mean, it was, you know, Dixie wasn't on it at the very beginning mm -hmm. as the older sister. She thought it was a little cringy. And so she said, if you ever hit a million followers, I'll get on. And she hit a million followers pretty quickly. And then Dixie got on and... Um, and they both were gaining a million followers a day for, like, November, December. It was wild. When did the first offer, something <laughs> that would mean actual money, come in? You could tell. Oh, uh, so uh, Charlie came to me and said, um, there's a, a man reached out to me to do a, a dance to his artist audio. And I was like, oh, babe. No. Uh, no, he's going to pay me. Yeah, he's going to pay me $75. I was like, um, I don't, nobody's going to pay you to do a dance to an audio. And she was like, no, there's already choreography and uh, he could just send that. And I was like, okay, if this is real, tell him to email me with his real email address. This is a real human behind this. And she did. And I like start Googling. And he was actually like a record executive that has artists. Okay. So I get to, you know, we're like, okay, let's get dad involved here. Cause this is like, I don't know what's going on. So that was like the first one and she did it and she got the most views on that audio. And then they asked her to do it again. And then it just kind of snowballed. Well, I hope there. you struck a hard deal more than <laughs> 75 bucks. Yeah, it went up every 80. time. Bucks. <laughs> and well, the next one, they wanted her and Dixie in it together. So they both got paid. So Dixie was like, all right, I'm all in on this. And, and surely then your mind starts working and snowballing. When was it that, you know, it's the inevitable Hollywood reaches out? Yeah. So we went, I went to, we, we have a family calendar and we, and I was going to California on business for mm. my, uh, for an apparel company I work with. And Charlie saw it and she went with me and we started, she started making connections in Hollywood. And then we just wanted to go out to, out to California. It was, it was getting towards the winter. So we started going October, November, and that's when agents started to reach out and we got a business manager, a lawyer, and really quickly in January, the whole, we met with UTA here in New York City. And they had the plan. It wasn't just about Charlie. They saw stuff for Dixie. They they loved Heidi and what she was doing on on Instagram. And they signed our whole family in January. So from July, you know, six months, we had an agent, and we're in we're in Hollywood. And soon after that, we signed a deal with Hulu to do our uh, family show, the Demilio Show. Uh, to me, it's it's fascinating because this, as I said, we've we've actually profiled people who have just used whatever talent they had. I mean, we had this one woman who's an expert at Microsoft Excel. She would just go on TikTok and do Excel shortcuts. And she now has a seven-figure business where businesses hire her to teach their employees Excel. And I find that so refreshing. You know, the barriers to entry in business in the past were so difficult. And clearly, this 
gave you uh, this gigantic global bullhorn to the point, Heidi, where together you, Mark, Dixie and Charlie have 400 million followers. This TV show, 400 million followers is more than the population of the United States, which I checked is at like 338 million. Uh, So the sleaze factor comes in, too, when all the offers start rolling over and saying, oh, we could put her in this or she should attach her name to this. How did you as parents make sure you put up serious guardrails? I think, uh, first of all, the girls just really trust us and knew that we wouldn't ever put them in a situation that we didn't feel was like a really good situation. So when those things started coming in, I mean, we just said no to a lot of things because we just wanted them to understand whatever you do today could affect, I mean, at the rate that they're their uh, following was growing, Mm -hmm. there could be something bigger down the road. And also, this isn't natural to you. You don't wear that. You don't do that. You know, so um, it had to, you know, they got excited early on. Like, well, what if I don't, what if another uh, offer doesn't come? And and so we were like, I think it will. We just have to be smart. Mm -hmm. And so we said no to a lot of things that all their friends were doing and uh, that were on the platform. And um, they... didn't take them long there to tell us. I'm glad you told us. Okay, give me a no where Charlie was really mad at you and said, come on, let me do this. I think it was an energy drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a pretty big deal. And I say this all the time. I, I think we, a lot of our success comes from the fact that we were, could go into these negotiations in a position of strength. But saying that, some people don't have, I was established in my career and we were financially okay. So I could kind of pick and choose. I don't fault anyone for taking an opportunity that puts food on their table because that is important. And, but we were able to pick and choose some things. And, and it's, and I think we instilled that work with, to them, because working in the brands business and working for Adidas and Michelin-S and some of the brands I've worked for, yeah. we, we pick and choose the retailers we're in. We pick and choose how people, how our brand is perceived, and we use that same philosophy in our personal brands. And, and, and like, Charlie does has an incredible deal with Dunkin' Donuts, but that was, we willed that deal. She was drinking Dunkin' Donuts and all of her TikToks, and I went to our agent, I was like, Dude, she's giving free advertising to Dunkin' Donuts. She's probably sold more coffee to 12-year-olds than anyone in the world. And let's get see if we can get them. And now we have a great relationship with them. So it's it's been awesome. This is Everyone Talks to Liz, and we will be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates 
candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clayman. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clayman right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clayman. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And you're now launching a big brand business. Let's talk about that, Heidi. How do you envision this growing? And what is it going to offer? Um, You know, we started with the launch of our footwear. It was something that we all felt was a great place to start. We could all be involved. But we also knew, you know, Mark, had relationships in that world that he knew who he wanted to bring on uh, and we knew we needed a team around us that's not something we had done although Mark was in the apparel industry and I don't want to speak for you but he hadn't we hadn't done footwear and we had someone that we knew and loved and so we asked her to come on board how long and involved is Charlie and is Dixie in the design I went on the website by the way it's all e-commerce so it's all online, and that that obviously is a lower overhead. You know, we're talking business here, but I looked at that. I thought, I can't walk in these. This is for younger kids. The platform, oh, my gosh. But I see that there's a very distinct look to it. How involved are the kids in design? Um, you know, we have an incredible head footwear designer, and so we were very collaborative with her on things that we wanted. Charlie is on the shorter side so she wanted platform everything but you know (laughs) you know that's where the you know lauren our designer comes in and says well we have to give offerings to you know more people than people that are going to want platforms so Mm -hmm. it was also really hard for the first launch we couldn't put out everything like we're a new business so we had to really figure out what would make a statement and but also be appealing to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So there's so much more in the pipeline that it'll be more of a um, a nice offering with every things besides platforms. So the girls, we were all involved and, you know, comfort was our big thing. And that was like our jump off point because we've all worn shoes and been miserable from the feet hurting, but so that was super important. And then of course the, the style. And, and Liz, you mentioned something as far as the, the cost to sell direct to consumer. What we found is although the margins are a lot higher direct to consumer, there is a customer acquisition cost. And we found that followers don't necessarily translate into buyers. Ah. And so we just got back from the magic trade show in Las Vegas. We opened up about 20 other retailers. We have a pop-up shop. I'm going to be in New York all this week, uh, all next week for there's magic New York. So we are partnering with retailers because we're finding the, that a, a footwear brand could, could be incredible for our family as a business, but it footwear choice is very intimate to people, and they want to touch try it, it on, feel it, try, try it, on. it on. So it is a tough business to do direct to consumer. So you need you need those retail partners. I will uh, reveal something here I've never revealed before. I have a gigantic big toe, and then the rest <laughs> of my toes are really tiny. And I, I know, and <laughs> my, my my sisters are like the toe is here. <laughs> the toe enters the room before Liz does. I'm like thanks, um, but. I always have to try on shoes, mm. and sometimes they just don't work. So I, I get it. But D'Amelio shoes, you get a sense that it is something that is here to stay. Oh, absolutely. And and that was what 
so two things happened. One is we found that although the girls were get, making extremely lucrative deals with companies, mm-hmm. they didn't have creative control. And, and in a lot of times we would go into, into a photo shoot or, or video shoot and you'd get someone in the marketing department say, hey, would, could you do a TikTok holding this bag of something? Mm-hmm. And, and Charlie would give me the look. And I said, you know, and this is something that is not a licensing deal. This isn't something we're just putting our name on. This is something that we design from, from the ground up and we have a head of production, we have customer service. We, that, a lot of people in our position partner with a company, they get a little bit of equity. We did it the opposite. We owned uh, 100%. We took in some a small uh, minority investment to, to help get things off the ground, but we have, everybody works 100% for us. I mean, she's met with Disney, uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, what were those meetings like? Are you there with her when that happens? Early on, yeah, we were we were in every conference room in L.A., all the studios and record labels. And it was a lot of my kids said, we have to meet with you. (laughs) We don't really know what TikTok is, but what do you want to do? We'll do anything. And they're like, I don't really know. I'd have to think about it. So we were there and we're all just trying to figure it out because TikTok then was it what it is now. It's very, you know, everybody's gets it now. And at the time it was just like, not like that. So it was wild. We we're going in these meetings and we'd get back in the car and we're just, what just happened? What? It was exciting, but it was still like, we're navigating like, what is this? What are we going to do with it? I know. And I say this all the time. Like, you don't realize what your kids pick up from you and they listen. And those lessons, when you think they're not listening, Mm -hmm. I've seen them shine in meetings where I'm like, wow. She was listening. I get they, and and I know because they've, I mean, I worked, I did sales. I worked out of my house a lot. They would come into my showroom in New York City and they were part of it. But you wonder if they're ever picking any of that up. But they definitely did. And from Heidi also. So they're they're very impressive in these meetings. Yeah. And I feel like when they're um, talking about picking up, you know, when it came to our footwear, they got on the phone with their friends. Their friends are in college right now. They were they were asking all the questions. What are the price points you buy? You know, would you buy leather? Would you buy, you know, what are what are the heel heights? What are you wearing mostly? And Mm. they were at, you know, Dixie's friends are uh, graduating college and Charlie's were just going in. So it was a nice, you know, it's still like high school vibes. And then, and then Dixie's were like, they're going out into the workforce. And then for me, you know, I have a whole different crowd of friends. So we, you know, it it was just so cool to see the girls like take this seriously as a business. And they do, they, they, you hear with them talking to their friends about this stuff and it sounds like Mark talking. And then do they, do they spend the money profligately? I mean, they're over 18 now, both of them. So do do you advise (laughs) them on finances? We have a, we have a business manager and a a, bit an accounting firm and Mm -hmm. a, and a, and a couple of business managers that, yeah, they, they don't spend their money. I joke around all the time. Like Charlie will call me and say, Dad, I just I think I went a little bit overboard with Amazon this week. I'm like, how much did you spend? She's like, you know, three hundred dollars. I'm like, you're good, kid. Don't worry about it. You're you're gonna be fine. But we've done a good job as far as keeping. We have uh, of people that 
watch their money and they we have we close a, every month with with a, and we have a financial meeting after every month and and they're on t- top of it well now to the the more uncomfortable part of it the bullying that comes through online i'm sure there are always the nasty comments believe me I, with my quarter of a million tiktok followers I'm, my handle at red fox liz i do market <laughs> market updates and and stock stories and and i try and explain certain things like the federal reserve to people because i think that uh, most business networks, not ours, but others are too snobby and they just only speak to a very sophisticated investor and everybody deserves to know about how to grow their money. Absolutely. Uh, I, I sometimes get comments, actually TikTok, they're nicer. It's Twitter where they're no. absolutely uh, vicious. They terrified of Vicious. <laughs> but how do you tell your kids to brush it off or to not, not really take it to heart? Early on, it was hard. It was hard for all of us. It was hard for us to see the girls you know, so shaken by it. Mm-hmm. It's it's shocking when you're getting millions of hate comments. And, you know, you can't really tell them to shake it off. We've been through it. Mark's been through it. I've been through it. And you just got to go through it. And what they've learned is, unfortunately, and it's like crazy to say this, but as time has gone on, it hurts a little less. And you start to understand that's a them problem. That's not a me problem. I mean, they're not oblivious and they do read it because they're like, if I'm putting things out there, that's just like such a big turnoff. I got to like reflect on that. And I got to like, what am I doing? It's, and it's more of just the Guidance sound. And like, so, you know, yeah, sounding yeah. Board, so, a little bit of criticism. Yeah. So I think at this point they are at the point after it's been a few years, they, uh, it depends on the day, you know, Dixie can take it and be like, I don't even care. This is actually funny mm-hmm. or she's crying. And it just depends on the day. You know, we all have our d- bad days and you just read one comment. And it'll like break I always you a say bit. water off a duck's back. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, these people are yeah. anonymous and it's easy for them to criticize someone who's actually trying to create something. <laughs> I, I would argue it's harder for kids. And I've said this before. I would argue it's harder for kids who get bullied by people they know in their classroom. I mean, yeah. the, the although the magnitude of what Dixie and Charlie get when they get a, a nasty comment and it gets 100,000 likes, I, I would argue that going into a school and knowing you've been bullied by a person you see every day is hard for the average kid in America. Then. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know the answer to that. It's just horrible yeah. what's happening in some of the schools. But... You know, Charlie and Dixie are examples of fine young individuals who have taken this opportunity and they're continuing to grow it with your guidance. You've got the snack food company coming out. Uh, You can't give any details (laughs) on what it is, but I better because I love snacks like every 20 minutes I'm snacking. So um, I better get to be a taste tester. Uh, But what's next when you talk about the the venture capital fund? This is very much our language. Venture capital funds get investors, and then you invest in turn into other businesses. What's what's the focus of this fund? So it kind of bridges that gap of things we don't... So there's three things that we do, right? We do brand deals. So we do, whether it's Dunkin' Donuts or, or different, different companies that we work with, Charlie with CeraVe, those are the deals. And then we have things that we do that 
We potentially we're going to bring under D'Amelio Brands, mm-hmm. and then there's other things we're never going to get involved in, like you know, like a company that does uh, insurance billing, right? But it could be a really cool business. So four 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 with the guidance of people who are a lot smarter than us. That's that, the name that, of the fund. Four four four. Four 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 capital, and we kind of look for those things, and we focus on on business that are run by women. Um, and and different businesses and and we have a uh, a guy who is who has been investing his whole life and he looks at those things he talks with us about it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but and we'll bring him things all the time but it's later stage investments and and it's it's been fun but it's definitely things we would never in a million years think about starting ourselves so mark you've got well at last check 10.3 million followers yeah. dad not yes. bad <laughs> Mom, you got 10.2 million TikTok followers? Yes. 2.1 on Instagram, 2.1 <laughs> million. What's the what's your message out on social media? What do you like to to put out there? I um you know, I'm still figuring it out. I've been a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. <laughs> up until a few years ago. Now the girls are out on their own. We're empty nesters now, and I'm sort of taking that time to figure out this is a new part of my life and Mark and I's life together as empty nesters and what that looks like and kind of like finding out like what I like at this stage. I'm 51. What what am I into at this stage of the game? And um but you know I it's just I can I just want to do things that I am doing in my real life anyway. I like, you know, I like the cooking. I like the fashion. I like beauty, that kind of thing. But I always want to try to give value that somebody, maybe somebody could take something away from that. Uh, Either, you know, I did this, like this was terrible, (laughs) steer clear, or, you know, something that could be helpful. So that's what I try to do. And I'm still like building my team for to help me sort of figure that out so that's been really fun for me this year and i feel like i'm still like growing and figuring it out mark as we finish up what advice do you have for somebody who's listening right now and thinks you know i've got a personality i've got i've got something i'd like to put out there on whether it's tiktok or instagram or threads whatever it is uh, what's your advice about actually turning that into something, into something that has actual currency. Yeah, I I think, you know, you mentioned it earlier. um, There's so many people that need to not overthink it and just do what they do on social media. And, you know, to Heidi's point, do things you enjoy. I'm, I'm finding my own lane, and I think I've been really good at guiding the girls, and I'd love to guide other influencers and kind of make my platform talking about business, talking about brands, mm-hmm. talking about all the all the stuff that you don't see. Everybody wants to li- be in this, you know, go viral, be an influencer, but there 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 are steps, and that's why I enjoy doing podcasts like this because people get to hear that side of it. So, and and what do the grandparents think of all of this? <laughs> So it's pretty wild. My my dad passed away, you know, eight years, nine years ago, and my mom um, passed away a year and a half ago. But prior to that, uh, she didn't wouldn't touch the computer, or she did, she still had a flip phone, and so she. <laughs> 
got so excited about it and she was all in. She We got her iPad. She was on all the platforms. She knew all the players in the game and, she, and, and my kids got a kick out of it. They just, because she was so not that person. And so she, I'm glad she got to see all that before she passed. Aww. And Mark's mom is great and she, she loves and she comments on their post and they're she like, honey. at it's, home on Instagram. Yeah, and, it's the sweetest and, thing. Yeah, they, and they're, you know, it's, it's been pretty, it's been pretty cool. So, you know, I always love when really nice people get success well, and find success. So uh, good luck to you and the girls. It is wonderful to have you both. You. Heidi, Mark, D'Amelio, tell Charlie and Dixie we said hi. Come stop <laughs> by. It's great to have you. Thanks, Thank Liz. you. Thanks you for got having it. us. You got it. All right, you guys. Uh, what I tell you, we have the most incredible people who give such fascinating life stories that I hope you can turn right into your own kind of success, or at least take a first step down a path and and reach out for your dreams and use your personality, be authentic, because Charlie just started by dancing. As a kid, she just loved to do it, and she wanted to teach people some dance moves. So find something like that and go for it. I'm right here for you, as always, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern on The Claim and Countdown. Have a fabulous week, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Want to listen ad-free? You can do it with a Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And then Amazon Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.